Hello, viewers. Welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Science. This episode is supported by Science for Society, Indian Humanists, Babu Goginini Humanists, and Rationalists Arena. Today, we have a very special guest who wants to share his experiences and opinions on astronomies, uh, astronomy and space science in particular. Uh, before introducing him, let me welcome my other co-panel members, co-hosts. Um, I have here Sarath Teja Somina, science popularizer and member of uh, Science for Society and BG Group. Welcome, Sarath Garu. And uh, I also have uh, here our young amateur astronomer, Teja Bagari, Master Teja Bagari. Welcome, Teja. Thank you, sir. Yeah, I also uh, welcome uh, Amol Mane, who is an IT professional and amateur astronomer. Uh, he is originally from Mumbai and uh, he is the co-founder of uh, Dubai Amateur Astronomy Group and Astrophotographer. He is also joining us from Sydney, Australia now. Welcome, Amol. It's been absolutely absolute pleasure to me to sort of join this call. Thank you. Yeah. Also, we have on the panel Mr. Arjun Nadigallu. He is also from Sydney, Australia. Uh, he is also our uh, member in Science of Society and DG Group. Welcome, Arjun. Thank you, Prasada. It's uh, my pleasure uh, to be here. Thank you. Uh, and uh, now our very special guest for today's episode is Mr. Arvind Paranjape. Uh, uh, so very rarely people get a chance uh, uh, to actually work in their area of, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, who can make their hobby a career. So uh, we have an excellent person here today with us uh, who turned his hobby into a career in astronomy and also has been a source of inspiration for uh, amateurs and students. Uh, he has completed his master's from Pune University and joined Indian Institute of Astrophysics, uh, worked at uh, Inter uh, University Center for Astronomy and Astrophysics, and he's an honorary member of the Astronomical Society of India. So currently he's serving as director, Nehru Planetarium of Nehru Center, Mumbai. Welcome, Arvind. Thank you so much. Um, so his research uh, involves, uh, you know, sky watching and amateur uh, as, uh, photography. And uh, actually, I think he's uh, an amateur astronomer since his college days. College days, and uh, uh, he's uh, an expert. Even I think before uh, this digital photography came, uh, you know, expert in various techniques in astronomical photography, uh, having uh, photographed many celestial events over the last forty years. Um, and he is also science popularizer. And uh, apart from his own blogs, he also regularly contributes to India's leading newspapers and periodicals. So welcome about again, Arvindji. Um, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Uh, today, uh, before uh, going, uh, uh, I would want Teja to start the conversation uh, because I think he he has to run to another uh, program as well. So Teja. The screen, um, the, uh, you, know, you can go ahead and, uh, you know, start the discussion with Arvindji. Well, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. It's an absolute pleasure. Uh, so just getting started with my first question. It is, uh, why are planetariums important? Not just because you're the director for the planetarium, but also planetariums are of uh, interest to many amateur astronomers and many students. So why is it important for us to preserve planetariums and why is it important for us to learn about planetariums and uh, 
why are planetariums important? Uh, you see, the planetarium started. I mean, the very basic planetarium, if you want to say it, then um, I think it was Archimedes or someone who actually made some model which would help him to predict the eclipses and positions of planets, etc. That was way back. Then uh, there were some people who made uh, uh, simulation. The sky is simulated inside a dome and positions of stars and planets were given. And it was uh, sort of uh, uh, teaching people how to identify different stars and constellations. So it was from that angle first. Then after the Second World War, the real uh, interest in planetarium started and it started with uh, um, in Germany. And they made this uh, these planetariums with the technology that was very advanced at that time. And it was a pinhole technology where uh, on a globe or something, the points were made, pinholes were made, and then stars were imaged. Later on uh, in America, spirits came into picture. They made very low cost planetarium and planetariums became famous, uh, particularly when the uh, space race started. As a space race, when it started, uh, people got uh, attracted to planetarium. So the space race gave a lot of attention to astronomy. So prior to that, yes, people had this astronomy in their lives, but uh, mostly it was among amateur astronomers, not so much in the public domain. But uh, with the space age coming in, space race starting, uh, people got very much interested in astronomy and people wanted to know as I see on uh, background of your uh, the curtain with the satellites and all that of Mark, right? So people got interested. But then uh, planetarium also started playing a role of edutainment. That is when people got interested in astronomy. So they started, uh, uh, planetarium started uh, teaching astronomy, teaching uh, science actually through astronomy. And then around 85 or so, the digital revolution came and uh, digital revolution about the uh, digital planetarium. And that changed a lot, that changed enormously because your ability to present any scientific field uh, you know, to the people became absolutely possible. Um, and it gives you kind of an immersive feeling. So as I was saying, the planetarium, the name, it is, uh, uh, it is a house where you sh show planets, however, Today, what we have is a uh, dome-like shape where you can simulate almost anything. Now, in the digital world, we can simulate the uh, architecture. That is that you have a you make a building and people can walk through that experience. You can go inside the body. So, planetarium started playing roles of uh, edutainment, that is education and entertainment uh, simultaneously. So, that's why the planetariums are becoming day by day more interesting. Uh, more relevant to the society. And the third thing that happened in the uh, planetarium uh, uh, technology is that because the digital planetarium came in, okay, now we have a unidirectional uh, projection. That is in earlier days, what used to happen is people used to sit in a circle and the sky is simulated. But with a digital thing now, uh, you all of them can look in the same direction. So it became, it sort of became a very large amphitheater. And then um, you see the fantastic amount of uh, uh, images and stories coming out, which teaches science, um, 
animal science, animal kingdom, you say, uh, mountaineering. So all these became very relevant in the modern world uh, and um, importance of planetarium came in from there. That seems absolutely amazing. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, so my second question is, uh, it's precisely about the Nehru Planetarium. So what are the other activities rather than uh, promoting astronomy, uh, showing the uh, the planet show in the dome-shaped hall? What are the other activities yeah. held by the Nehru Planetarium other than this and which people are not aware of but should know? Yeah, that's a, uh, I would like to speak about it. See, Nehru Planetarium, right from the inception, I mean, right from the beginning, uh, carried out uh, other than planetarium, uh, re many related activities. See, one of the activity has been um, uh, telescope making. Now, planetarium also, something which I have forgotten in the uh, my earlier uh, reply, is that planetarium also became a seat for amateur astronomers in those particular towns. Every town, whichever has a planetarium, the planetarium people gave a small place or some place to amateur astronomers where amateur astronomers come, could come and meet together, discuss astronomy, make telescopes, make instruments. So Nehru Planetarium also started making uh, activities like that. The people would make, uh, people would come and make telescopes and uh, meet, discuss uh, astronomical topics. And then planetarium uh, invited uh, uh, different uh, people from different fields of science, uh, not very much different, but mostly astronomy, uh, scientists who are working in different branches of astronomy, and they could come and give a public lecture. And then all people would gather in a lecture hall where people uh, would listen to uh, some professor, ask the questions. Then planetarium also carried out a series of activities. For example, um, uh, way back, uh, about 15, 20 years or so ago, uh, there were uh, there was one professor Padmanabhan who came and delivered series of lectures on black holes. Uh, then in India we have a professor Narlikar came and gave a series of lectures. So people would uh, interact. So that planetarium became uh, some kind of a uh, no, I wouldn't say adult education, but citizen science forum where, where the science is the only astronomy part of it. So people would come discuss these topics. And then planetarium also provided them with the telescopes to go and do observations or sky map when they were not, when sky map was generally not uh, available. They would help uh, amateur astronomers to go outside the city to observe. I don't know, Amol is here, uh, how much he, he was involved in planetarium, I'm not sure. But much before your time, people used to go to a place called Vangani and observe the sky. Now they have to go near, a little far away these activities were carried out. Now in today's world, now, now another thing, as I said, that the digital, te digital uh, technology has come. So what we can do today is that we can simultaneously, what we call the dome casting. So if I'm showing, a, uh, giving a show here, it can be simultaneously dome casted in any other planetarium which has a similar system. So these are the activities we take, we conduct. And another activity which we conduct, uh, which was stopped for a while, but now we will we are restarting it, is that with the uh, Mumbai University, we are starting what is called the uh, planning to start that is uh, extramural course in astronomy and astrophysics. Now this extramural course is for uh, general public. Uh, anyone who is interested in astronomy can come. It is this is a very well defined course, 
and uh, it's about uh, you know some 10 month long course means about 40 40 45 lectures um, you know would be delivered where uh, people would be made aware of astronomical observations so various branches right from the what we call the positional astronomy that is the uh, understanding positions of stars in the sky how the stars behave from there to history of astronomy then we also have uh, solar system how star evolve variable stars as you are member of avs also variable star observations binary stars black holes everything so it's a public uh, course which will be conducted and this course is a certificate course that is towards the end of the course uh, conduct examination and examination would be theoretical as well as observational and uh, uh, based on that they would be graded given certificates so these are the current activities which we have another activity very similar to course activity uh, with the uh, st xavier college in mumbai they have a astronomy astrophysics msc so for them certain observational exercises would be carried out at the nehru planetarium so this is the uh, present status of uh, activities other than the planetarium show that seems very interesting sir i should get registered for the yeah. course then <laughs> i have not talked to them but i think uh, let us see the uh, after a pandemic break we are restarting it but uh, maybe um, uh, for the next year i would uh, maybe uh, from next year onwards we will uh, i will request them to do go online for these courses ask people to register online which is which should be possible for us to do that that that's quite interesting thank you very much sir oh, welcome yeah thank you teja for your interesting question i all want to say something uh, sir just want to add to this um, uh, in mumbai i was part of the khagol mandal uh, a major astronomers club and yes as, as sir said uh, we used to go out to wangdi so this was a, a farm uh, uh, some distance from mumbai and uh, especially i remember having a stargazing trip for uh, comet yakutake and hale bob uh and then um, i remember fondly buying my first telescope at uh, the deru planetarium so uh, yeah. this the planetarium was sort of the hub of all astronomical uh-huh. activities very rightly for... said very rightly said yeah i think amol has a very interesting story sir i think uh, he has uh, been a visitor for your planetarium as well in mumbai and he also regularly uh goes out for you know stargazing and uh, taking photographs of the galaxies etc because we, we still have a uh, uh, um um luxury of uh, you know uh, seeing no. a clear <laughs> night without any light pollution here uh, uh, a I little know. outside sydney uh, and personally as well like uh, um, when i was studying i i used to go to birla planetarium that is in hyderabad and uh, um, a lot of uh, good memories sir. so you know planetariums have definitely contributed a lot in engaging uh, students and young uh, amateur astronomers in uh, you know understanding science and uh, astronomy in particular um, so with that uh, yeah amul uh, you can you can go ahead and uh, you know share your experiences with uh, with planetariums and astronomy and uh, ask any questions uh, post any questions to arvind ji uh thank you prasad uh, you mentioned about the birla planetarium in hyderabad i was part of the aha group in hyderabad as well in fact I, the last time i met uh, mr arvind sir was uh, in pune uh, in 
where I think I was leading the team from uh, the Hyderabad Aquaculture Astronomers Club, uh, in uh, and then we went to GMRT as well. Sort of very fond memories uh, there. That's uh, a really good memory. <laughs> right. Uh, one of the things I think uh, Amateur Astronomers Club, along with Planetarium, is uh, to popularize science and bring astronomy to the masses. Right. So uh, I, I was wondering, sir, because we've been seeing. Um, there's always been uh, this fight between uh, uh, pseudoscience or miscommunication among the general public and then uh, when you approach the, the planetarium or amateur astronomers globe, uh, group, uh, there's a bit of this awareness that we need to bring up to the general public. Uh, with the advent of the internet being so easily available and social media, you would expect that there'll be more information, but it turns out it seems that there's more of misinformation as well. And uh, what you would consider as fringe groups, um, the moon landing conspiracy seems to have become expanded and become more visible now with the flat earth conspiracy and whatnot. So is it just, do you, do you think these are just fringe groups or is it that the social media is putting a platform uh, for, for them to give a voice? Uh, I'm just trying to see how do you balance this, how do you address this uh, misinformation flood that comes in and especially when the public isn't aware of what is genuine news and what is actually the scientific fact? I was just wondering, how do you address that, uh, uh, Mr. Challenge? Uh, yeah, I understand, and this is a very serious question. And uh, okay, I'll give you the uh, in, on this regard. I'll give you the story of Hesop. Okay, there was this uh, hunter uh, who has gone in the jungle to chase uh, rabbits. And he has a very powerful dog. And then Hunter tells the dog to chase a rabbit. And rabbit runs and runs and runs. And finally, he escapes. Okay. Then Hunter says to his dog that, look, that is a small uh, body, small uh, animal, and he beats you. So uh, the dog says that, sir, he was running for his life. And I was running for your enjoyment or food. I think our case is something like that. See, our happiness if doing astronomy. See, most of us who are in astronomy or uh, popular, uh, the popularization of science come a little later, but astronomy, either scientists or amateur astronomers, our main interest lies in watching the stars, understanding astronomy. For us, the fighting pseudoscience come later. So what happens is that those who are in pseudoscience they run very fast, they run very hard, okay? And therefore they beat us all the time. What you need is a, someone who is a regularly, uh, whose passion is to beat them, that is one. Second thing is that uh, we have a mixture of these things. So when you say that pseudoscience, you do this or you do that, say, I'll give you one example that, uh, uh, that you know, people go on yatra from one place to another, okay? Now, this is their choice. So we should leave it to them to decide what they would like to do. What, is, what I feel important is that if we educate people, I, I, I don't know whether you heard of this name, one professor, Sham Tandon. He was at Ayuka. He was from PIFR. He made once a wonderful statement. He said that you light a lamp. The, the astrology and pseudoscience is a darkness. So you light a lamp of knowledge darkness will automatically go away. You don't have to fight dark, darkness. Okay. So this is what, uh, so we'll have to actually decide uh, exactly what we would like to or how we would like to fight and what we would like to fight. There are some places fight is totally futile. 
you know, um, yatra, etc. Now in uh, Maharashtra, there is this uh, Pandarpur yatra where people walk for five, ten days or something. They go without, uh, they go barefoot. And uh, I think there is no point in criticizing them. Because once you, you are not focused in which direction you are going, once you start criticizing, people will come back with a, a counter argument and it just remains on one side. I think what is important is to tell them that, look, okay, you're good, you are walking and you're doing, that's fine. But this is not correct. For example, uh, yesterday when we were talking, that burying child inside the ground during the total solar eclipse, thinking that this is, so come out with a scientific explanation. Or otherwise, you also know that during the solar eclipse, people say uh, there is a um, uh, stout uh, wooden uh, bar, you know, that uh, Oakley, uh, that uh, the instrument where you pound on the food grains to make powder. So they said that it stands vertical. Show them that every new moon, uh, sorry, every full moon time it starts because after all, angle between the moon and the sun never increases more than five degrees. So it is almost overhead. So tell them. So these things which are the, uh, which are wrong sciences is what we should be able to communicate to people. And we should understand that this is a few, this with, if you fight this particular thing, it is not going to lead to you, lead you to anything. It is only going to be a discussion and people will be talking. So fight something which you can actually win. Okay, that is what I, I feel. Uh, yeah, you are right saying that there are many uh, things. I say even, even eclipses time. Okay, let me um, share one or two examples of eclipses. See, uh, 1980 eclipse was a major fiasco as far as public is concerned in India. Uh, it was the total solar eclipse of 16 February 1980. And uh, you may not remember, but uh, those of us who observed this eclipse, we definitely remember. And government was not prepared, astronomical community was not prepared. And what happened was that announcement were made. And I remember in that day, a good, I have not seen the eclipse goodie because I was somewhere else, but a goodie movie was screened on the television, Doordarshan channel, that was only one channel. And people were sort of told not to go out. Okay. Then um, there was a, uh, later on after the eclipse is over, uh, some people came out and said that it was wrong, etc. Okay, that happened, it was fine. But when 1995 eclipse came, in just about 15 years, so much of awareness was created. I don't know whether you went for the eclipse, but I do remember that all the trains, from Mumbai, Bangalore, uh, Pune, Hyderabad, going to Eclipse track. They were completely, seats were reserved in approximately 15 to 20 minutes of time after the booking opened. Uh, from the station, the booking opened. We couldn't get the ticket. So we actually traveled by road to, no, I think we somehow we managed to get ticket. But from Jaipur to the track, we traveled by road. Many people from uh, Pune, Mumbai, other places, they traveled by road to the Eclipse track. Why this 15 years made so much of change? I think there's one person I would uh, very happily say that Narlikar and other people who popularized astronomy so much. And then at that time I had joined Ayuka. So institutions like Ayuka, Indian Institute of Astrophysics, TIFR Mumbai, they popularized this so much that people realized that they should go for the eclipse. Now here is a small story about it. The uh, acting director of Vigyan Prasad in those, those days, he used to say, so he at, he saw the 1980 eclipse. He was also young. We were college high and uh, or passed out uh, students. Okay. So 
our age was just about 20 25 years old okay. then um, uh, 1995 eclipse we were all grown up most of us were married and all that so he said that uh, when i saw the eclipse i had three friends three women girl uh, uh, girls with them uh, three girls were there they were all pregnant and they have a child they have their own children okay and two of them are doctor and one is engineer okay so he used to say that look and then we say other way that again this should not be made into myth that if you watch the eclipse your children will be scientists and engineers and doctors or something so what care you must take during the eclipse you should take other than that you have I mean, normally what care you should take when you have you are a pregnant person you should take that and forget about it eclipse doesn't harm anyone if we normally do any eclipse time i would eat something in front of television camera that look eclipse is in progress so we keep telling people uh, that um, this is what happens but having said that i would also point to you that I, just across the door we have the planetarium and many a times now it has become slightly less but when i came about 10 years ago if there is a eclipse people would call up call us and say that there is a eclipse what my dog uh, Uh, daughter should do or my daughter in law should do because she is pregnant so people would call up not just that if we show mars on the telis- uh, uh, dome they say oh you are showing mars to mere ko mangal aayega kya so if people, <laughs> this is incredible people to that extent so this has happened but again uh, back to the point that yes uh, we can we, we have to keep educating people as much as but uh, uh, it is also true that young generation is much more aware of these problems and uh, we also see that many a times this is another question which we discussed yesterday uh, another that many a times what happens is that we do it for our elders whether you believe it or not uh, you have to get married and your grandmother or grandfather says that look unless you do it this way i will not be happy and just to please him you go ahead and do it so then i feel i also feel that look if the old man is made happy by doing something whether i believe it or not so it is happiness of old man is much better than what i believe because what i believe i will not do it for myself so this time i am doing it for the elderly person who has lived uh, 80 uh, 60 years 70 years of life 80 years of life yep so it's a very good insights into that and especially the last part uh, yeah even if uh, you know we can't uh, uh spend a lot of time and effort trying to convince elderly people i think what we must all must do is uh, try not to indoctrinate the next generation into believing superstition and pseudo science uh, related things and uh, yeah um, so that 95 eclipse i think the solar eclipse right so i think it brings some memories for me as well so i think i was in intermediate uh, yeah. or, or first year of degree when uh, i used to you know make some apparatus to watch the eclipse on a wall like you know using yeah. cardboards and magnifying glass and you know a mirror uh, yeah. outside so you know it goes through that and you know project the, so the exact eclipse is uh, clearly seen Projected as a off. reflection yeah on the wall so uh, i mean at that time even doordarshan and other uh, um, um, channels that like they used to Uh, conduct programs and uh, you know educate people about uh, what it is and how to safely view that and uh, you know how how what are the precautions required and at the okay. same time um, even now like uh, uh, it it, uh, it is sad to see that uh, uh, 
a lot of people even educated people uh, uh, you know they are asking right questions to the wrong people uh, especially you can see that in the tv you know channel yeah. discussions especially on these uh, you know celestial events like eclipses which is the most common celestial event that uh, you know people uh, uh, you know get to see unlike you know meteor showers and all where uh, you know is very less chance to actually uh, enjoy that so uh, even now like the mainstream media like uh, um, uh, you know I, i don't know why we need to try to bring a balance between science and the other side of it uh but uh, it's very sad to see that uh, you know people who don't know any anything in science in in the basic high school science they they try to scare people uh saying that you know uh, um, giving all kinds of instructions as to what to do what not to do what to eat what not to eat and uh, <laughs> things like so what, what's your uh, 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 what's in your opinion um, uh, do we need to like you know counter or try to educate people are we doing enough there or, or uh, should we bring laws to actually like i think some karnataka and maharashtra i think some states have these anti superstition laws uh, so uh, are they enough or like wh- what else what can we do to um, you know address uh, people like that who who are spreading uh, take the example of astrology say for example so yeah. how how do we try to counter those arguments saying what is right and what is not what is you know how yeah uh, how do you uh, explain the scientific method to the common people mm, yes uh, you know what you have asked question this question is a very uh, explosive question explosive in the sense that many times i gave a talk on why i do not believe in astrology i i don't i just want to tell people that look whatever you want to do go ahead and do but this is these are the arguments why i do not believe in astrological prediction and what i normally say is this as follows one of the things i mean uh, uh, the only problem with this is that there are certain group of people who would come out and say no but we believe or my grandfather believe and so on and so forth but the argument which i give and which generally convinced a reasonable number of people about 15 20% people uh, go are on the you know who are on the wall so i am able to pull it on the other side of the wall some people are very strong they will not jump on even though they believe um, that astrology is wrong but they will not accept it they will not come to this side so if they have decided they don't want to come to this side you can't do anything about them however uh, those who are on the wall so I, my no- normal argument I, it goes like this that uh, what is the population in our city let us take for example uh, as a matter of uh, convenience that 24 lakhs okay so how many sun signs are there so 12 uh, sun signs so each sun sign will have uh, 24 divided by 2 lakh people okay so now if astrological prediction in the newspaper i'm talking in the context of newspaper so if astrological prediction says that uh, be careful leo those who are born under leo sign okay uh, be careful uh, you will have accident okay so if that is so then hospital should be flooded with people born <laughs> under the leo sign so have these astrologers gone and check their predictions even if you take 1% at least you should have 200 people uh, going to the hospital uh, with uh, some kind of injury 
And what about for whom it is predicted, uh, for the sign which is not predicted, what about those people going there? They have no answer. Okay, so people, this argument, many a times people uh, agree with me. Then other part of it is the same that, that uh, okay, scorpions will have, uh, scorpions who should expect visitors. Arababa visitors have to come from some sunshine. So you say that <laughs> Capricornians will go to scorpion for the lunch or something like that. Why don't they say this? But then uh, uh, on a little bit more scientific uh, argument, it is that uh, if you uh, see, uh, see the internet, there is a nice site which gives you a scaled down solar system. So when the, um, uh, at the planetarium, when Teja was asking, so we activity we conduct, we conduct a school student activity where we teach student astronomy. So what we do normally is, uh, in all these activities, we ask student to make a, a scaled down model of the solar system. So nothing is said about astrology or anything. We just said, okay, let us make a model. So you make a model, which is six, uh, sun is made six inches in diameter, okay? Then based on that, you make, a, you draw a, a diameters of planets and their distances from the sun. So all that is done. Now what happens, under this scale, what happens is that if you make sun, which is six inches in diameter, okay? Then the diameter of mercury comes out to be one point, uh, sorry, 0.5 mm. Now we are all this, there is nothing astrology said here uh, until they say, it's all science. So what is 0.5 mm? Okay, this is my clutch pencil. So clutch pencil uh, lead is 0.5, it's accurately 0.5. Okay, uh, Venus comes out to be 0.7. So you have another clutch uh, pencil lead, which is 0.7. Earth is 1.4. So then we ask them to measure some object like mustard seed is actually 2.2 mm, what you get. So all this thing happens. After that, we measure the distance. So how much is the distance? If you keep mercury from the sun, it's a 0.5 mm lead, okay? You have to keep it at six meters. How much is a six meter? Okay, my this table is one and a half meter. So four tables you have to keep. So if sun is kept here, mercury is there. And what is the size? 0.5. Where Jupiter will come, Jupiter will come 480 meters. Now then you ask this question, that you do think that Jupiter, which is just like a, a 15 mm ball, can influence human being, which is on the mustard seed. Okay, so what will be the size of mustard seed? And then all of us are sitting here, influence you differently, me differently, him differently, her differently. Do you think it is possible? Immediate answer comes out, no, it is not possible. So this is a very indirect way of telling, telling the astrology doesn't work. So this is what we do. Then they have another question, which is uh, about, uh, uh, about the uh, sun and moon, you see, that when the moon is there on top, uh, they, they always say that human body is 75% water. So the, when the tide comes, uh, it lifts the water up. Okay, uh, tide comes and lifts the water up. So I said, okay, fine, that is good. So how much water it lives? So I think the international standard is something like 30 meters is maximum it goes, but in Mumbai, it is about two or three meters. But let us take the maximum uh, 30 meters. Okay, let's take 30 meters. Then again, you scale it down. Okay, so how much water it goes compared to diameter? Diameter of Earth is uh, 12,700 kilometers. So compared to that, uh, 30 meters is how small? So, okay, 0.01% water goes up. So, yes, it will go up on, in your body also 0.01%. So, that will also happen when you do Shirshasan. 
Shivsasan is a good yoga exercise. We would do, isn't it? So water goes up. So what's great about it? So, so when these arguments are placed, generally people uh, happily agree. <laughs> Thank you, Arjun, for your smiles. <laughs> so uh, reaction. So uh, this is how what we do, and uh, people do remember. I mean, I uh, I remember that many times people come out and say that oh, you told us that that time, and we remember and so on. So uh, these are the ways uh, one could use to tell people. And then also instead of telling you don't do it, I say I don't do it because of these reasons. They gel better with you. But when you order someone something. Uh, that don't do it, then people automatically have a resistance to, I mean, no one likes to take orders, you see. And if, particularly yeah. if you have believed in something, then uh, they said, who the hell you are to teach me what I should do. So mold it according oh. to them. Yeah, in fact, uh, it's, uh, it's not the day-to-day -day job or activity of scientists or science popularizers to actually go and uh, uh, you know, counter argument every single thing that is uh, con man or swamiji's or uh, you know people people who has a lot of influence on others uh, do like uh, um, willingly like you know yeah. uh, with a with a you know, with a bad intentions of uh, you know increasing their business and other things. Uh, but the problem comes when uh, yeah um, I think uh, uh, only when this you know if they say that it's their belief that is okay. Yeah. But only when they say it is science and it has science, or you know, then only you know <laughs> we have to uh, come out and uh, you know um, uh, you know talk openly. More and more uh, scientists, especially you know, uh, not just that you know they are doing their job, but they also I, I feel that personally they also need to come out and whenever possible and uh, appropriate should come out and talk about science. So with that, uh, I'll uh, I'll. Uh, um, ask Arjun to join the participation, uh, Arjun Nadigallu. So um, welcome and uh, yeah, you can you can continue asking any questions you may be having for Arvind. Yeah, yeah, firstly, uh, thank you Arvind uh, for your time today. We're very fortunate to have you on board and um, just, just trying to imagine the time at which you took on, you know, astronomy as a hobby and turned that into a career. Uh, it's not something people were doing at that time. Um, not just astronomy, but also just, you know, following a hobby like you did. Um, yes. So I'm, I'm fascinated by your journey. And I, you know, I had a lot of questions uh, on that, but staying on topic now, now that we're talking about pseudoscience and you said it really nicely, um, pseudoscientists run a lot faster than scientists. Um, so in my own little way, I've, I, I'm not related to science at all. I've, I haven't studied science past high school. Um, I just have an appreciation for it, I suppose. Um, so I'm the guy who ankle taps these pseudoscientists as they're running around. Um, so I set up a YouTube channel where I kind of explore how you can debunk their, their claims. Um, and I think one of the interesting things that has happened in the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years in this space is they've become very clever about how to hijack certain scientific terms to make their points quite convincing. So anyone with you know, half a knowledge or, or someone with uh, who's been brainwashed with a certain narrative about their culture or the predominance or superiority of it, I feel like they can easily be fooled. Um, and so I'll give you an example, something I, I want to, you to react on uh, from your point, point of view. 
So there's an irrigation minister, I believe it was uh, Karnataka, I can't, I can't be sure, but uh, there's an irrigation minister who recently did a puja ceremony for, for, for the monsoons to come sooner. Um, so when he was criticised, his response was, well, if ISRO can do a puja to send an orbiter to, the, to Mars, then why can't I do a puja to, to bring in the rains? So I think this is an example of how pseudoscience can pollute the minds and kind of proliferate all public policy, all the conversations we have that matter will get polluted. Um, so from that perspective and keeping in mind that the role of your planetarium and what you're trying to do, um, how important is it in India right now, given the situation, um, that we all point these things out? Uh, you talked about that, but why just that? Hmm. Um, uh, see, India uh, brought some uh, aircrafts, fighter planes from uh, uh, France. Okay. Yeah. So coconut breaking ceremony was done. Oh, okay. wow. Yeah. But at the same time, the local people also did the Christianity thing. Okay. Mm. So they had this uh, padri uh, putting the uh, water on it and all that stuff. Right. Now, this is, see, these politicians do this for their own purposes. Mm. Okay. They want to get the votes from people. And you are also correct that uh, when the minister says that when ISRO does it, see, we, we have to understand that these people are not scientists. They are engineers, technocrats, and all that. And when yeah. something, see, this particular fear that whether something will work or not, if there are, whether there is a, some kind of another force, that will not go so easily. Yeah. The other fa factor which I'm also, I realized that over a period of time is like you, uh, particularly Amol, I would say, uh, say, okay, I'll give my example that uh, sure. when I travel, I used to travel by train, I mean, uh, about uh, 25 years ago or uh, around that. So train, if you, you introduce yourself and what you are doing, and then I'll say that I'm working for astronomy. So they immediately take me there for an astrologer and start showing their hands to me. <laughs> so I said, look, I do not believe in that. And what used to happen was, this, is, this has happened a number of times. What used to happen was that uh, the, I'll start doing arguments about astrology, why it is wrong. And then some elderly person will care, oh, you are bacha. Once you grow up, you will understand. We have an experience. <laughs> so here you can't beat them. So yes. as I said in the beginning, that only, I mean, I feel very strongly that everything we should do, but we should concentrate on the school children. Because if you imbibe in them at this stage, they will carry it and they'll carry it. And you'd show them uh, how the experiments are to be done. The third thing which I would add here is that we used to do this one exercise after this, you know, after the sun solar system model, we would tell the students to go and talk to about 10 people in your surroundings and ask how many of them they believe in astrology really, okay? And I'll tell you the encouraging thing is that most, of course, these students were from Pune, but it is not necessary that uh, all families are scientifically inclined, uh, okay? So they would go, an interesting fact we have seen is that elderly people particularly, they do not agree. They do not say, we have seen life and we know it doesn't work. They will not, openly publicly admit it, but when they go to their grandchild, they will say that it does not work. So I think we'll have to again look into it, look into this problem very rationally, that which are our target uh, area, 
and where we should not waste our time. Like, say, uh, why this Karnataka minister? Even there was this some minister said, uh, why even Jelsin, I think, uh, or some senior minister supposed to have said that I do not believe in Darwin. My ancestor did not come from, I, me did not, I did not come from monkeys. Okay, we were like that. What can you do about these people? They are highly influential. So if you talk anything against it, you are only adding little uh, fuel to the fire. So best is to ignore these people. Uh, they, are, they are going to do it, believe it or not, whatever uh, uh, they are doing it. Just give me a minute. I, my office phone is ringing. Just. Okay. No worries, sir. No problem. Yeah, that's a good question, Arjun. Um, um, so it shows the irresponsible behavior of uh, some top scientists in public positions where uh, that gives a wrong message to the society and for, you know gives fuel for the others to actually support pseudoscience. Continue, Arvindji. Uh, so many times I feel it is best to ignore them, best not to talk about them and just allow it to die because more we talk, more other will uh, other people will be saying and it will be in the uh, you know circulation, WhatsApp and all that. And then maybe as you said, like uh, we can do uh, make some WhatsApp uh, stories about science, put something interesting which gets circulated and also believe it. Uh, one thing all of us must have uh, experienced that uh, parents of children in the age group of uh, eight, nine, now they have become very keen to teach their uh, children to learn science and other uh, field. Okay, I mean, they're quite, uh, um, uh, I mean, quite inclined to sort of talk to um, uh, schools and teach, or okay, I would say that they want to have their children studying something. So at that is the time, you should be able to mold the child. Because if you mold the child, the child will carry it for long. See, anyone who has crossed 16, 17, I have seen even 16, 17 year old uh, youth, sometimes some people strongly believe and not only just believe, they say that because my grandfather said this, um, I, and I'm not going to change. So what do you do with such people? Yeah, I agree. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm with Arvindji on this with regards to the focus on children. I think that's where we get our most um, effectiveness in terms of you know, getting, getting the results that we want to see in the world ahead. Um, but at the same time, I, I feel like uh, there needs to be a, you know, multiple, um, a, a multifaceted approach to these problems. So you've got to have the scientists like Arvindji who focus on the science. Um, at the same time, you need to have a number of uh, individuals as well as organizations who focus on debunking pseudoscience. It's, it's a team effort, you know, we can't completely rely on scientists to do this. Um, or, all we can do is look to them for the knowledge and, and the attitude, and we can try and use that to leverage um, the scientific positioning. Uh, so, so yeah, that, that's, that's greatly put. That the focus on children is just so important. I, I completely agree with you on that. Actually, you are absolutely correct. Uh, and uh, we need to do a lot more. And one possible thing is that uh, uh, that uh, Babas and all that. So you just collect things. Uh, see, whatever uh, magic they show, go and do the same magic in the school and show how it is done with the scientific thing. So there is nothing great about it. It's not God given. And children enjoy uh, 
um, peers, teachers do enjoy. There's only one factor. Sometimes your uh, head of the school is against it and Baba believer, then uh, they will probably chase you out. But we have to keep doing this. Or maybe, yeah, it's a good idea. Make a short videos on WhatsApp. You know, this short video. And uh, send it. This gets immediately, uh, you know, go like a fire. Uh, circulate. Yeah. So we can, we can actually, it's a good idea. We make these uh, videos and say that, okay, like, you know, the Bhabhuti comes out. How it comes out, you can do it at home and say uh, yeah. scientific uh, experiment and let it carry in different languages. That yeah, absolutely. One yeah. That may be a yeah. solution. Yeah. There, there is a YouTube video, YouTube channel called Science is Dope. Um, yeah. And it's, this is basically what uh, Pranav on that channel does. He takes something that is unscientific and it shows why um, it, it is it is a myth. Um, so, yeah. so, yeah, people are doing this, but we definitely need more people to do it. So, more, more. Um, yeah. But, you know, again, the thing is that going to you, YouTube and also I have noticed that anything which is more than six to seven minutes, people will take, okay, I will listen to it later on. But if it's yeah, a true. three, four minute capsule, which says that mm. this is it, and and with a little bit of joke or fun in it, uh, then people mm. immediately pass it on. And going to YouTube, true, people, uh, youngsters youngster would go. But if you make a four, three, four, five minute capsule and send it on WhatsApp, people immediately watch that. So yeah, put, sure. yeah. So if you have such thing, do give it, send it to me. I will also send it to my various groups, and then they keep copying it to each other. Awesome. It goes let's, viral. Let's fight it. Yes, let's fight misinformation in the same yeah. way. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's awesome. unfortunate to see the decreasing uh, 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 duration of the attention span that the new generation is giving for, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree with that uh, um, approach, uh, like anything that is long uh, and like a lecture, like people, they'll either at the most, uh, you know, save it in their watch list. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, so uh, so uh, so in those lines, like uh, similar lines, like we have been uh, doing regular science our programs in uh, um, a leading Telugu web radio called Tori, mm -hmm. uh, where uh, every Saturday, uh, 9.30 IST, uh, we do live show, uh, like uh, sometimes it can be um, uh, a little uh, 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 educational or formal, but most of the other times, like we take questions from listeners directly, like uh, it, it's live on every Saturday, like some 100,000 people listen to that. And after that, uh, we use the same thing to uh, archive in Indian Humanists YouTube channel. So we we are getting a really good feedback from that, like uh, most of them. Uh, but there will be some <laughs> uh, some people always, uh, who, you know, who who uh, without knowing some things, like you know, they 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 they, they leave some messages. But uh, mostly, a lot of people are interested and actually. They come with uh, all these, uh, you know, pseudo-scientific claims and uh, seek answers from us. So um, that's uh, that's really interesting um, to know and, and to see the change. Uh, so uh, yeah. So so one other question is previously, like uh, like late eighties and maybe mid nineties, uh, the most uh, pseudo-scientific things. Uh, um, uh, that were uh, propagated were like materialization. Say, for example, like one of the babas from the Andhra Pradesh, uh, he used to take materials out of thin air 
and then uh, you know, bless his uh, uh, disciples with uh, vibhuti or, uh, or some you know uh, gold chains or uh, rudraksh whatever yeah. <laughs> but uh, nowadays like they are they also uh, you know are catching up with the scientific terms like you know dark energy and uh, things exactly. like that where they are saying uh, you know science doesn't know everything and uh, you know there is still a lot more that scientists themselves uh, say the same thing right like you know, what we know is uh, uh, less than um, you know what we need to know but they are using that argument against the scientific community again saying that you know your science has not grown up to that level uh, you know that is the reason why uh, you know you can't get an explanation for a certain thing but it will be unveiled like in future something like that so um, uh, for example say again like uh, uh, there was an instance where uh, nasa um, uh, the claim is that nasa declared the sound of sun uh, yeah. as own <laughs> uh, uh, so they are trying to keep uh, you know catch up with science and scientific terms and in a way that itself uh, is a win for the scientific community that's what i personally believe so they are not saying you know it is a belief they are saying it is science because they also know that by you know saying something as science it is more close to the fact and truth yeah. Actually, uh, this uh, Baba taking out uh, this uh, chain and all that, this reminds me of a very old story, very old story, um, that uh, in Bangalore, uh, you remember the Satya Sai Baba? Yep. Uh, so the story is that uh, PC Sarkar, who was uh, one of the greatest magicians this country had uh, produced, so PC Sarkar said, I want to meet you. And Sai Baba completely refused. And in those days, I mean, even uh, emails, of course, it's a much before email era. So he, Sai Baba refused to meet him. Try whatever hard, he refused to meet him. So then PC Sarkar, what he did was that he said that from some Bhopal, uh, he said that I'm Maharaja or such, such place, and I want to have your darshan. So <laughs> Sai Baba gave him audience. And this fellow got down from uh, posh car. So Sai Baba came all the way to the gate and uh, to greet him. And then when he bowed, he put his hand and uh, got some uh, ashes, okay? So he gave it to PC Sarkar, he took it in his hand, okay? And then he squeezed the thing and gave him gulab jamun to Sai Baba. <laughs> then he, Sai Baba realized that he is a different ball game. He turned 180 degree around and he went away. <laughs> so that is the story. So we have, uh, yeah, so uh, what you said is right. We should, uh, yeah, that's another problem that in this community also, there are some people make use of these names, God particle. Actually, God particle was not God particle. Uh, Higgs had said that it is a God particle. Yep. Right. So uh, now what I've started doing is that many times when I send email, you know, you have that email tagline. So it is not God am particle. It's not a God particle, but it is a God am particle. So a lot of people would read and then start asking you why it is so. So I think we have to try all sorts of small tricks and uh, think because even many a times if you ask scientific community, you find that scientist has some pictures of uh, uh, God, goddesses, and they will come to their office and put agarbatti. They keep it in their office. Um, we, I mean, like then other party has a very high chance of telling that, look, 
uh, they are doing it and what's wrong with it there is a scientist i face this every now and then every now and then different communities they keep telling me that how uh, various scientists believe and what are you trying to tell so i feel i only in my see in my business when i have to take out certain amount of time regularly to do uh, anti astrology drive so i do it as best i can and everyone should try doing that and i think and another thing is i think we should collectively fight so small snippet small 3 uh, minute video if you guys are making and if it is in uh, english or telugu whatever it is we can translate it we can uh, uh, put a marathi or hindi uh, translation i mean uh, some track and said it we should do that you are absolutely correct i agree there i completely agree with you sir yeah amol you have any questions no just what was sort of add to that uh, i think we should make understanding science and having a scientific temper as part of the culture itself rather than treating it it as an academic subject i mean science is not just to get sort of into good grades and getting into good uh, academic institutions yes lot of lot of uh, parents when the kids are in that uh, stage in which they are going to get into higher uh, grades or trying to get into a certain academic institution are very focused about science and the kid does study hard and they do get into um, either engineering or medical what or what have you but it should not be the with the narrow focus of just getting into a, a, a college or even you getting a job it should be to understand science at a fundamental level and and sort of understand how it affects you as a as a as a society as well because we are so much af- uh, affected by science and as a result technology and it is a disservice not just to the scientists but to yourself as well if you don't understand science at its core okay so that having that scientific temper and having it as part of culture is very important so as as uh, arun sir mentioned these one of the ways to do it is sort of having these small sort of media uh, sort of clips because we need to fight with that same sort of language right so just as as whatsapp can we used to spread misinformation uh, if you have something similar uh, i can i can sort of share something from my side where i had um, where i take a photo of let's say the stars or the nebulas so that draws attention right and and, and when you start explaining the science behind it that gets people interested and then on top of that you say and this is not a specialized domain you guys you can go out okay have planetarium software and you can go out and see the same thing with your eyes under the sky under the stars have a telescope and you can see the planets uh, and see the rings of saturn and and what have you so uh, having people do it themselves okay rather than relying on some authority figure okay, i think is the very sort of foundation of science and that is what i think uh, we as science popularizers should encourage more and more just wanted to sort of add that see i live in a area uh, in the south uh, mumbai and why i live in that area is because nehru center has purchased a flat uh, and that is how otherwise in that area by any stretch of imagination i couldn't afford to have a flat like that now this is called the south kaf parade uh, association corporate uh, residential association okay so they have a magazine and uh, the editor of the magazine asked me if i can contribute something and i said look i can contribute home experiments kitchen experiments which you can do so i contributed for a while absolutely no response to that i even offered that if you do it correctly i will take you to uh, i will give you free passes for the planetarium no response 
other thing is that we are also say relatively very small community see it it would vary from uh, city to city but in mumbai scientific community is so small you have another community which is a business community okay almost uh, entire business fraternity would lead that and then they definitely believe in god so as amol said that you make some picture you know you make a nice nebula and colorful picture and they will use it and say that shri krishna is playing holy there okay so <laughs> that's the kind of argument they will come out with so it's a, it's not a simple thing it's a very big fight another example i'll give you here which is a, which was told to me by a um, by teacher who is the commerce uh, teacher okay in a commerce college so she said that when she entered you know you why would you go and teach in this college because of various reason your husband is uh, working in that city you can't go far you can't get a or even if you get a bigger job you may have to go somewhere else so you are condition that you are, you should take that job so she said that when i go to the class student would not even uh, they will not only be facing uh, they will not be facing me and they would make a circle and sit on the desk and talk with the boys and girl hugging each other and chatting and if i say that it is my class that you pay attention boys have audacity to tell her that look it is your job to teach you stand there and teach we it is our job to study we will decide how to study don't meddle with us so she said that in the initial days i would get angry and i would walk away and then they said that you are paid to do the as if these boys are paying for that teacher salary you are paid to do the job you do it so she said finally i have come to conclusion that i stand on the table uh, desk i do my teaching and i go away i don't care who is listening or those who are listening they would sit in the front and listen to me but otherwise i will go what can you do to such people if they have decided money is the power sorry i you see uh, hello so see what is uh, said today is uh, i accepted it today because uh, today was my off yep. but unfortunately my colleague uh, the manager of the planetarium uh, he had some emergency so i had to take his place and therefore i'm and it's a very busy day for us today so no worries yeah excuse me for that yeah yeah, yeah uh, okay. so that is what that is where i was trying to tell you okay yeah it's it's not an easy fight it's not a easy path uh, sometimes children are conditioned by their parents so make it attractive and what best you can do keep doing but then again anti pseudo science fight like uh, this fellow had right uh, uh, tamil nadu has a very powerful group of people who fight pseudo science and they go around various villages and demonstrating how it is done uh, how various uh, babas play role and uh, magic tricks they carry out but actually it is not magic and science kerala has kerala sahitya parishad has so even telugu states has uh, something uh, called janak gnana vedika um they do the similar thing so yeah, yeah uh, we don't want to hold you for a long time considering your uh, your situation there uh, uh, but one last question um, from our side like uh, uh, this is from josna palwai who is also co-founder of science for society right. yeah. um so um so she has a question asking about the inclusiveness in the field of science is there a proportional involvement of women in higher rank positions 
what are some challenges that you see inhibiting women and how can this gap be filled because most educational institutions outside india are partnering with corporate sponsors to create awareness and opportunities for high school and college going schools so she is referring to the special campaigns to raise awareness workshops internships and scholarships etc so is this something discussed within the indian scientific community uh, if yes like what kind of programs do nehru planetarium in specific or any other uh, uh, scientific uh, institutions are doing for girl students so she is basically talking about gender bias right yeah so yeah. Uh, the right. lack of proportionate representation proportionate. of uh, girls yeah. or women in in, yeah. in higher scientific uh, uh, one position. thing is certain in india if uh, in, a, in a government services whether it is state or central government the salary is equal i have i have told that at some places women get less salary than men for the same position but india in india it is not so okay the only problem what uh, see this this topic has been talked number of times uh, at various forums so and i was not directly involved in it but what i see is that uh, women do get appropriate uh, representation we feel proud of them for example uh, we keep talking about women scientists who took part in mars mission as far as uh, astronomy is concerned today the uh, director of indian institute of astrophysics is a woman and then a very good uh, both of them are my friends so uh, other one because i knew her from uh, almost my beginning days anupama gc anupama she became the president of astronomical society of india but uh, then present secretary is a young woman so they are represented and community seem to understand that is true but it is also true that uh, the representation is not as strong as that and many times what i heard is that if they are not given sufficient uh, uh, help or other sufficient recognition women tend to leave their jobs this is what i have heard i have not involved myself i mean i don't have first hand knowledge but whatever i have heard at, uh, at various forum it appears that at a certain stage then she takes a back seat and said that okay i will look after the home and uh, do the uh, and uh, get out of the race for higher position but i think i'm i'm certainly very proud that uh, uh, annapur dr professor annapurni and professor anupama uh women know for many years are at the topmost positions in their organizations so it's a very great why even in uh, planetarium also we had uh, um, uh, dr ratnashri in delhi who was the director who did a fantastic job uh, in bangalore um, there was dr shailaja and uh, yeah so there are uh, names like that so if they come uh, that i mean yeah but i i can't say more than this i can't say that i have direct personal knowledge about uh, uh, employment or giving up uh, but as far as opportunities are concerned in india i think they are very equal opportunity yeah this is true here sir uh, so uh, arjun um, you can uh, uh, wrap it up uh, with any closing questions you have yeah just one last question um if there's a young let's say a young girl on the back of that question who's watching this and you know being inspired by your work and and this particular talk that we've had um what advice would you give her um on her path to becoming uh, an astronomer um much like yourself uh 
I will uh, I will go slightly uh, differently. Uh, see, we started this lab for school children. Okay, and the reason for the lab is that uh, they have uh, laboratory experiments uh, which are prescribed in their textbooks. But normally, what happens is the teacher comes on the class with the apparatus, demonstrates, and the apparatus goes back to the wherever it is to go. So we say we develop this lab. We have a lab where children come, student come, and do the experiment themselves. Okay. So when we started this lab, I made it sure. I told the when we do drew the proposal. So I told my our senior authorities that look, I will only employ uh, women. Okay. Uh, and that too, I will not employ someone who is retired or just fresh from college. Okay. Who has possibly uh, completed her BSc or MSc, looking for better opportunity or has a time and she can come and work. And we have, as, as it stands today, there were five of them. We started about uh, five years ago. Okay, but then two years have gone into pandemic. So uh, these uh, uh, young, uh, young ladies, three of them are pursuing their PhDs in different parts of the world. One is in Poland, another one is in Japan, and another third one is in USA. They're doing their PhD. One is almost completing PhD. Then two students, uh, two girls who work uh, at the planetarium, they have gone to ISER Pune, where they are teaching science to others. So uh, make, it makes me feel proud of it. And um, yeah, so the effort from our side has to be there to encourage them. Uh, and then other, of course, another reason also that because it was lab and then we have 10th, uh, 9th, 10th standard girls, adolescent girls are coming. So they would they would feel comfortable if there is a woman teacher. So these these two reasons, but I'm so happy that these girls are doing so very well in their uh, uh, life. So we try doing that. That's terrific. That's that's really inspirational. Thank you so much for that. Um, yeah, thank you, Prasad Agari, for this opportunity. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, Amal, if you have anything else to say, or Prasad Agari, please please go ahead. Thank you again. Oh, no, I just want to express my gratitude uh, to be part of this talk. And again, uh, uh, it's it's been nice to meet uh, Arvinds after so many years. Yeah, many years, yes. Thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you, Arvindji. Uh, it is a, a, a pleasure to have you here in this episode of Let's Talk Science. And uh, the primary motivation of uh, uh, not just spreading awareness and understanding of science and uh, improving the culture of science, um, uh, but also in fighting superstition and uh, pseudoscience and misinformation and disinformation. Uh, so I hope uh, these efforts and uh, uh, continuing efforts in future will help uh, uh, bring more people close to science and truth. Uh, and uh, just to continue that uh, last uh, part, like the women in science. So our next uh, guests for the next couple of episodes are going to be Prajwal Shastri. Uh, yeah. She is a professor from Indian Institute of Astrophysics and also Stella Kafka, astrophysicist, yeah. CEO, American Meteorological Society. So I hope uh, they are uh, uh, more or as interesting uh, as these discussions are. And uh, I'll close uh, uh, today's uh, discussion with that. And thank you very much again for, for uh, giving you valuable time uh, uh, on a weekend, like again, like you are still working, uh, it's a work day for you as well again. And also Mr. Arjun and Amol and uh, Sharat Tejagaru and uh, 
also other people who are behind these efforts like Josna Garu, uh, BG Garu and uh, um, uh, especially our uh, young astronomer, amateur astronomer, Mr. Teja Begari as well. So yeah. um, that's, uh, that's for today's uh, episode of uh, Let's Talk Science. So we'll meet in another episode with another uh, uh, guest discussing about, uh, about uh, talking about science. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. Keep me posted about it. I will also join whenever I can. Today, it is just that uh, my colleague is not there for some reason. Otherwise, I would have been in a much easier position at home. I would have talked to it. Anyway, thank you so much for inviting me. No worries. Uh, and uh, we'll definitely meet again in some time in, sometime yeah. in future. And, uh, yeah. and uh, we'll be happy to uh, uh, help you share your experiences and opinions. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great time. Great Bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.